Janie, and thank you for participating in another episode of Dubai's Daughter. I have the pleasure of speaking with Akini Sims, Torku Sims. Yes. Akini Torku Sims. Can you introduce yourself for us, please? Absolutely. Yes. Again, my name is Akpeni Torku Sims. I just got married, so I'm getting used to that name. Um, I do business coaching and consulting for small business owners, startups, entrepreneurs, um, listening to the pain points and the dreams and um, helping walk alongside of you so that you can be successful. So that's my kind of stick there. Good, good. Thank you. It's a pleasure having you on with us today, and we're going to get started with an icebreaker. Yes. So, have you gained or lost a job due to business etiquette or the lack thereof? Yeah, I actually have not. I've I've gotten jobs through referral networking, and um, any job that I have left has has been just a, a very pleasurable experience. But I have gained. Um, I guess you would say promotions and elevations due to business etiquette, associating with people and and just actually increasing my reputation um, for business and for just really knowing how to get things done. And it's been surprising how many doors that has opened. Absolutely. Yeah. Sounds really good. And so business etiquette can go both ways. You can yes. lose positions or you can get that extra recognition that you're getting. That's wonderful. Thank you. Yes. Uh, it's surprising because I, I have a stock into etiquette and business etiquette. And to me, it's just common sense, but I, it's surprising how how often I run into people that don't even know the basics of it. So sometimes educating in a good way, kind of encouraging, maybe sometimes managing up um, in order to help people understand that this is how you do things and how you treat people and um, how you present yourself and comport yourself. Yeah, and that's the thing. So, and this is what, like, kind of like what the podcast is about. We know that we're dealing with 15 through 17 year old females, but they're not our audience. Mm -hmm. Adults, counselors, teachers, all of these people are our audience. So they should be getting something out of this too. Mm -hmm. So, although you, you, uh, you're exemplifying it everywhere and you see people that aren't thank you for taking the time to show somebody what business etiquette is because it helps elevate them right yeah uh it's manners it's business manners absolutely it, right. it matters and people don't understand that it, it it may be something that you don't learn in college or like a hardcore course, but it's something that will carry with you for the rest of life and can affect your business. I like your icebreaker question, a lack of business etiquette can lose you a job. And that's that's the bottom, bottom line there. Yes, yes, thank you. So uh, you've, you kind of told us what you are doing career-wise. Can mm -hmm. you break that down a little bit more? Okay, yes, I do. Um, so I do business coaching and consulting. I also do training and speaking, but the coaching part is walking people through and, and like they have a vision and they have a goal that they want to get to. And a lot of the times they have a really fantastic idea, but they don't have any business sense. Um, they know what they want to do. They know their service they want to provide. They don't know the basics of actually running a business. So what I do is help them 
had a framework, a strong foundation in order to have a successful business. I know that there's a statistic that 80% of small businesses fail within the first two years, not because they don't have a good idea, but they don't have that framework, that foundation. So I coach them through the first two years so that they can be successful. I also do the hands-on, let's file paperwork or you need somebody to do operations. I have a couple of people who work for me to do that do bookkeeping a couple of hours a month, do virtual assistance so that they can take care of those aspects so that people can do the business that they intended to and that they want to do. That is wonderful. There are a lot of people out there that are starting businesses, have started a business, and failure is a thing. However, um, it's a thing, but I don't think it's necessary. It's Let not me rephrase that. Failure, everybody fails, but as long as you fall forward, you can keep going. I like that. Mm -hmm. I like yeah. that. That's one of the things my mom said to me. And that has stuck with me. There's been so many times that I'm down or I've fallen because clearly not perfect. Uh, yes. But I, that, that sticks in my head. Turnover, hmm. pick myself up by my knees and my hands, you know? So it is, it's a physical thing, but it's also a real mental thing. Mm -hmm. Get up. Get up. You're yeah. not down and out. You can help so many people. So uh, Dubai's daughter, Land, this is the young lady that you need to get with a business coach. I'll be talking with you in a little bit. In high school, did you know what you wanted to do with your life? Theoretically, yes. I wanted to be an actress and then I wanted to be a nurse. Uh, I wanted to be a, a missionary. I wanted to do a, a whole plethora of things. And I actually got my degree in Spanish and French. So I double degreed in <laughs> languages. I also taught calculus, if that tells you how, what a range of things that I, I did. It's so wide. Yes. It's like so wide. And then, especially compared to what you're doing now, it's like it has nothing to do with it. On the surface, yeah, it has nothing to do with it. But then I realized, I, I again, I was, I was working in a job where I was doing human resources, I was doing event management. I was actually also traveling around the world too. And I realized when I was looking at where I was and where I was in the past, where I was at that time and where I wanted to be, the, the common thread was, again, like I told you, I want to help people. I want to see people succeed. And everything, again, like I said before, you're only failing forward. I didn't see anything in the past as a waste of time. I just saw that as a tool stuff to put in my toolbox, exactly. like arrows to put in my quiver, if you will. As I look at the things I wanted to do, I wanted to be an actress because I wanted to help people, you know, relax and find themselves. Because when you're when you don't relax, you're you're just going, 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 and then you don't know what you're going towards. So that's what the entertainment business is, honestly, is to help you compress and relax so that you have time to think about yourself. Well, that's what it was intended to be anyway. You know, 
that's not quite what it is now, but nursing, again, helping people. So your background is, your background, no matter how broad it is, it always comes back to helping somebody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I realized that. And talking with some other people, some really good friends and mentors, they helped me help me see that They're, they saw a thread and when i was at a certain point in time i had no clue what i wanted to do when i grew up i was in my 30s when i didn't know what i wanted to do when i grew up we we looked at the background of where i had been uh, i had felt like a failure at one point in time i was like i'm 30 years old and i don't know what to do and <laughs> We walked through that and I just realized that I've been doing what I've already always meant to do. And it helped me clarify. Right. Okay, I want to do this. Right. And this is how I'm going to do this. So it, it just came to a head. Maybe it was a step back moment for you when, you know, before right before you grew up, when you didn't know mm -hmm. what it was that you wanted to do. Maybe that was just a step back moment. Look at all the things that I've done. Yes. What am I interested in? What What am I better at? Yes. Than all of the other things I've done. Yeah. Then that's what you did, right? Yes. It was my step back moment. I also call it my my year from hell, but it wasn't. It was very. <laughs> it was very beneficial, but it was a tough year. But it was very very good. Yes, it worked. Absolutely, yeah. it worked got you where you need to be right now yes yeah i'm so proud of you that's and that's a wonderful um testimony thank you thank if you very you much to, that's the word that we want to use it is and i i think about that and i, I have to tell people that people want to be diamonds but they don't want to go through the heat and the pressure to get to be a diamond and yeah. that's the only way you can get there yes I'm with you. So did you intern at any time with any companies? Yeah, so I, I interned at IBM and it was a good experience because I could say that I did not want to be an engineer. I didn't want to spend my life doing that. But if I didn't do that, I could have gone to college, gotten into engineering, spent four years and a whole lot of debt and get gotten to a job that I hated and yes. been a drain on myself, my family, and society. Exactly. So the, that three months was very valuable. Three months, that's good. Did you complete it? I did. Oh, absolutely. Yes. That's the thing yes. about internships too. It's uh, for you to, okay, so I really like this. This is mm -hmm. where I want to go. This is what, what I want to do, or I don't want to do this at all. Yes. And like you said, it can um, also, send you off into a direction I don't want to do this and put you in so much debt mm -hmm. put you yes. in so much debt so internships are very very important now, there are some paid there are some uh, non-paid internships but you do get something out of it the experience yes. the connections all of that those are mm -hmm. those are lifelong lessons there are people that can take you up under their wings and teach you you know Yes. They care. And you'll find them. It can be like one of my guests on here said it was very, very subtle. They came mm -hmm. to her very subtly. And she didn't know that 
this person was trying to mentor her. Yeah. No, they weren't trying to, she didn't know. But it came to her like that and, and she just went with it. And she's excellent. And I think that you are too. So mentoring is, is I mean, interning is very, very important. So Agreed. what goals, uh, you went to college, what goals did you have? I went to college because my dad got a PhD and all his kids were going to college. <laughs> that, that's, that's one of those things. But I, I was a high achiever. So you got out of high school and you went to college. My goal was to have a degree. And at that time I went into Spanish and French because I enjoyed I enjoyed Spanish and I picked up languages very quickly. So I got my my degree and I dabbled with becoming a translator, maybe. I did missionary work for two years in different different foreign foreign lands, which that was fantastic. But the purpose of the degree was because it was after or was after high school. Uh, and I wanted to excel and that's that's what you did. <laughs> that's right. Go dad. Go dad. The PhD. Uh, first of all, and then however many siblings, you, the base or, or the bottom line for you guys was college. That could be technical school. Now, I don't know how you all, how your dad made you do it, but technical school is something. Yes. Associate's degree is something. Bachelor's degree master's degree phd now he didn't say y'all have to get y'all phd but yeah he encouraged me to do my master's but i for me i didn't want to get a master's just to get a master's i wanted to have a passion um and if i'm going to spend that money i want to spend on something my money on something that's worth it absolutely, absolutely. yeah and i encourage young people I, I say go to go to community college or go to a trade school first because it's worth doing that and trying to find who you are first before, again, going into the that main degree. Because if you go into a place where like you get out of college, you have this degree and you, you get a job and you're like, I don't like this. I don't wanna do this for the rest of my life. That yeah. could have been headed off if you had just figured this out before you went down that path. Yeah, and that's what these things are for. Community college is for that. Community mm, yes. college is for that. Uh, technical school is for yes. that. You know, find an interest in something. And if once you finish technical school, because college is not for everybody, at least you will have that certificate. You yes. Know, um, and the experience, you'll have that too. Some yes. people want to go to college just because they heard it was a party school. Well, yeah, well, mm -hmm. <laughs> I've heard that. <laughs> I agree with higher education. I do believe that you should at least attempt yes. higher education. You know, whether it's um, the four-year college, two-year college, technical school, something you should do after twelfth grade. Because uh, unless you have a job already, like like mm -hmm. you can intern somewhere from high school, right? Unless they hire you on right then, then you're kind of stuck, right? Yeah, you're, and you're even then, if they hire you on right then, a lot of those places will pay for continued education. 
Yes. Yeah. Yes, they will. They will pay for you to get, even if you're in IT. Yeah. Instance, they will pay for you to get the certifications that you need to continue yes. or to move up. So that's a thing too. A lot of people don't know. Always, yeah, always be a lifelong learner because if you're not learning, it, you're kind of dying because we, we're, we're, we're made to take in more information and to associate that and to apply that to our lives. So if you do, don't do that, you're stagnant. Rivers and ponds that are stagnant are actually called dead. Yes. So yes, you I always like want something flowing in and out of you. Yes. I like that. Yeah. I like that. You keep moving. Yeah. Always keep moving. Always Even keep if it's just a little bit. You always keep moving a little bit. Yeah. Slow stream. But yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. And you gain well, momentum. As you do that, you gain momentum. It just takes a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. So did you have any goals in college? Believe it or not, at one point in time, I wanted to be a housewife. <laughs> I wanted That's a job. That's it a is job. a job. It is a job. <laughs> and it was really funny because I was in chemistry at the time. I loved chemistry and I could see how it was really interesting to see how everyday things you could affect that with chemistry or you know what happens and I actually still use that at home I do a lot of I cook at home and I make up a lot of recipes and because I know the chemistry to have how things go together I also make a lot of my own products like hair products skincare products and and things like that I use my the chemistry that I learned in school um to know like on pinterest you see all these recipes and some of them are like mix this and mix this and i'm like no that doesn't work chemistry <laughs> chemically that does not work i know that you think that the, the fuzzy things is great but once the fuzzy is over all you have is sodium and water that's all it's not a cleaning agent so oh. it just really helps me to understand and so that was one of that that was one of the, my goals that i'm actually not ashamed of anymore <laughs> never yeah. be ashamed of that never yeah. be ashamed of that because that is a job in itself a housewife mm -hmm. a mother all of that yes yes it's, it's a tough job aside from that as i was as i was graduating i said i wanted to use my skills to make this place a, a better place and to make people better and by making people better I mean by, I, th I think everybody has potential. So I wanted people to find the potential in them so that they can be their better, better selves. Yes. Thank you. We do, I thank you for the work that you're doing, the people that you're helping, because we need help. <laughs> we need help. I'm not saying I'm not great. That I think we all need each other, but that, that became a huge passion of mine. Yeah. You're right, you're right with that. So what steps did you take to reach your goals? I walked forward in the direction that I felt like that was what I needed to do. So I was a missionary for two years and that was fantastic for the most part. There was a stint where I had a parasite for six months. That wasn't fantastic. Um, but after a while, 
I came back to the States and I was, was having a kind of reassess my life moment and ask myself, is, is this the thing that I want to do? Uh, and it still was, but it felt like the direction was changing. And so I, one of the things that I learned was keep doing the daily, keep doing what I was doing and keep pressing forward until some opportunities come up. And one thing that I learned, and a friend of mine did this quote from Thomas Edison, is to be aware of what opportunity looks like. Uh, the quote is, opportunity is missed by most people because it is dressed in overalls and looks like work. So opportunities may fall in your lap, but you may miss it because you actually have to participate and maybe you have to do work in order for that opportunity to come to fruition. Yeah. And so I looked through and saw some opportunities that came through and I actually had to push forward. And I eventually came to an organization that I was working with and I, I was doing human resources. I was doing operations. I was doing event management. I was doing all this and it was just developing me, developing who I was. And at the same time, it was planting seeds in other people, which just filled me with such joy. But if I did not do the daily and try to figure out, okay, what I need to do and, oh, this looks like an opportunity, but it looks like I have to do something for it. There are people who said, who would have turned that away because yeah. it wasn't exactly what they wanted. But I walked into it and two years into it, I was looking around and I am saying, this is actually beyond what I wanted. Wow. But it takes work. It takes work. Yeah, and you you um, you stated that very well. You broke it down very very well. Opportunity, when opportunities come, you can shrug it off. You don't know it's there, and especially yeah. if you have to do something like it, like for instance, in school, in college, online. If you wanted to apply for a grant or you wanted to be selected for this type of group or something, they have you write uh, a 500 word paper mm -hmm. about something. Yes. I don't want to write that 500 word. Just select me. You see my grades. <laughs> you know, you don't want to work yeah. You don't want to put in that extra work for it. But if you did, if you got selected, you know, what is yeah. the outcome? But in, oh, absolutely. In, that's just a simple, that's just a simple little thing right there. Um, I'm already in school. Why do I need to write something? You know, my teacher should speak for me. The advisor should speak for me. I should speak for myself. No, you might have to do some work. You, you do, you Thank do. You. It's interesting. I think we're presented a lot within a microwave society where we want something and we get something immediately. Yeah. Uh, for example, I work with a publishing company. I'm, I'm a part-time operations manager and we're shipping books out. We're not Amazon. So we're not going to do your two-day shipping. And so we issued a label, but there was a problem in the warehouse. So we had to get the director to send out the the books 
well the person who got the the notification of the label was irritated because they ordered a book on Sunday and they didn't get it on Tuesday. <laughs> and so they emailed us um, and said that this was this was an issue and you know this Amazon gets it to us. And so I I just emailed him apologizing and saying this is what happened. We're not Amazon, but you are getting your book as soon as the post office can get it to you. It, this is an instance where his business etiquette wasn't up to par because he just emailed back whining and my director came back at him um, and explained now, did the- he have business, your director, did he have business etiquette? Although that situation is a customer that's not satisfied with something. Mm -hmm. The response from your director, was that business etiquette? It was, and it wasn't what the customer wanted to hear, but this is one of the things that will, your your repetition, your, your etiquette will pave the way before you. He did not, my director did not like the way that this person spoke to me. Mm -hmm. And so he grabbed the gauntlet and he addressed every issue and he, I didn't have to fight this battle at all. Um, and he made the decision, my director made the decision that he would rather have me as an operation manager than if the customer proved to be uh, proved to be difficult, then he could take his business elsewhere. But he addressed it just in a frank manner and it wasn't kowtowing to the fact that he wanted Amazon service um, and just explain everything. The, the way it should be, but he 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 came to the the conclusion, and he told me a while back. He said, "If there's ever a choice between someone else and you, I choose you every time because I know your work ethic and I know who you are." Speaks volumes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, who you are. It does, and it it puts a responsibility on me to live up to it. I can't have that reputation and then ride on the reputation and just not do what I did to get that reputation. Right. Or just what I need to do. Right. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> I'm not expecting my a reputation to do things for me, but it is a huge blessing and a relief when somebody sees that and says, I am on your side. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Because I, you know, sometimes I can be one of those customers, but <laughs> <laughs> your service too. You got a lot of customers out there, but and and the customer is not always right. Even if it doesn't come to the resolution that the customer wants or that you want, you can have an interaction that if you remain calm and composed, even if the other person blows up, they can actually walk away having learned something. Yes. They can be satisfied even though they didn't get exactly what they want. They didn't get that Amazon time frame. They can be satisfied yeah. with the answer that you give them or the way that yeah. you see it. And he did. He actually got an email this morning, uh, him apologizing for his behavior. And I was like, oh, the customer? okay. The customer. Yes. The customer. Yes. That was, that, that was a new one. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. And it came from two people having the business etiquette not to whine, make excuses, complain, but just saying 
things the way they are. And my director was was very upfront and saying, this is what you expect. And this is why you expect it. And this is why you can't expect it from us. But we are doing this, this, and this for you. And it was just, it was beautiful. <laughs> That's a part of business etiquette. Do not complain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we can't say one, you, can, you know, but it is, yeah. you know, I mean, we're talking Dubai's daughter lane. We're talking, uh, but a part of business etiquette is one of those things. Do not complain. Don't complain about the work that you have to do because you have to do it. You, you accepted that job. Mm -hmm. So you have to do that. You can't complain about um, co-workers. You don't do that. You don't complain about them. Now you can go home, you can complain all you want to at home. But mm -hmm. at work, you have to watch what you say and watch who you say it to, right? Yep. So that's that's a big, big thing. That's gonna be in what, and it's one of the things we're teaching our participants. Yeah. Do not be a complainer. Well, people look at you like that, right? Yeah. Well, what, yeah, people look at you, oh, you're just a complainer. But if you see something that you just don't like, find a way to figure it out. And change it. Yeah, or find out who you need to speak with. That's now that was a good point right there. Yeah. Find out what it is and how to change it. So mm -hmm. that's an action move, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, and it's something that can be implemented as well throughout the company. Once you figure this out, it can be implemented. So now you've got um a role for you or or, or something that no one else wants to do, like one of the other um a podcast uh, guest I had actually made his own role in the company. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, that's huge. That's I'm like so. I believe you. it. <laughs> I believe it. If you make yourself invaluable, and exactly. you are not known as the troublemaker, as the complainer, as the Debbie Downer then but you're known as somebody who sees something and will try to make the best of it or even make it better that that also paves the way for you i say that also paves the way for you that that's a part of business etiquette it definitely is so you see something going on in customer service your customer mm -hmm. service representative i always yeah. say customer service because that's kind of like it's not the bottom line but when you're with most of these companies now you're on the phone, that's customer service, help desk, whatever. It's still customer service, right? You see something going on, you don't know how to address it. Who do you go to? Do you just start uh, complaining about it? I, something's not right here, I don't like this setup or whatever, do you do that? Or do you find out who to speak with, find out what it is you can do to fix it, and then take mm -hmm. it to the next level? Similar experience, I was working at J.C. Penny in the catalog department when they had one, um, and somebody didn't get their order, and they were hot, 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 and I couldn't locate it. And the amount of filth that came out of his mouth was shocking. Yes, it was very, very shocking to me, and I was almost in tears. And I had a manager who didn't take care of it, um, and I didn't know what I needed to do but she she was saying that you don't have to listen to that 
And so I just directed my attention to this person. I was like, I would like to help you, but I cannot help you with you spewing profanities and filth at me yes. that way. Yes. If you can restrain yourself, we can figure out what we need to do. If you couldn't restrain yourself, I issued another warning. It's like, I, I am going to hang up because it doesn't seem like I can help you any further. And he continued, and then I hung up. Yes. And my manager was all right with it because I couldn't help him, and he, he couldn't help me help him. Yes. And as a customer service rep, you know, this is what you, you want to do. I want to help you. I've always been like I am right now. I want to help you, but there's a certain way you're supposed to conduct yourself on the other end of that phone in order to get my help. Do you see business etiquette being applied in the workplace today? I see some of it. Yes, I do. <laughs> I do see some of it applied and I enjoy working with those people. I see people who maybe don't understand about business etiquette and that's the times where I have to gently coach and encourage and mentor. And then there are some people who don't feel like business etiquette applies to them. And it, it's unfortunate that there are some people who feel that way. Uh, and it comes from a, a variety of different reasons and in different arenas. But you can tell the difference between people who have it and who don't. And for the people who don't, you can tell the difference between people who naturally just don't know and need help and the people who don't care. So you can actually see the difference. Yes. That's great. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, here's, so here's the thing. The ones that don't have it but mm -hmm. don't know about it are yes. the ones that needs the help, right? Mm -hmm. And there's those privileged type that I don't care. But if they don't care, that means the company is not implementing it or it could be implemented. They just don't, at one time it was implemented, but they're not making the, it a, yes. a thing, you know? Yes. No one's getting in trouble behind it. There are no write-ups. There's no nothing because the company doesn't care anymore. We just right. need to keep employees here. We just need to get this work done, whatever. You know what that does for the company? It makes the companies turn around. It does. And it makes companies fail and they don't understand why. They say that we have a superior product, <clears throat> but they don't understand that the people, the human resources, is a huge part of why people keep coming back. It may grow for a time period and they're counting on that. They're counting on their reputation to go before them. But if they don't have anything to back up that reputation, they're gonna run into roadblocks. Yes, the, the turnaround in the company will bring your company down. Mm -hmm. you, it's not only the turnaround, it's a word of mouth. Yes. From the customers, I mean the uh, employees. No, they don't look out for their employees. They don't have all the negative things that you can say about a company. You can say more negative things than you can positive, period. Yes. About anything. That's how we are mm -hmm. in general. The positive things are far and few. Yes. You know, between. 
But when you have that turnaround like that, yeah, they're going to immediately start talking about the company. So that that brings their reputation down. Yes. The, the CEO, the owner of the company, human resources, managers, whoever it is, they're all getting a bad rap. And it's not everybody in the company mm -hmm. that's making the company like this. There's some, there's somebody in there, a uh, few people in, it could, could just be a few people in there. But if you're not looking out for your employees yes. that makes your company, that's who make your company. Right? Yes. Not enough people understand that, but yes, absolutely. Yes. yes. They make or break your company. It's not the customers. Uh -huh. No, it's, it's the employees. So we want our participants to learn as much going into business as possible. We want them to learn the business etiquette aspect that we've been speaking on. We want them to learn business administration yes. aspect of it. So you need to know the work itself. And then you need to know how to act. Mm -hmm. So those are two go hand in hand. Yes, they do. So the business ad administration frontwards and backwards, but if you don't know how to interact with people in order to deliver that, that's not going to do you much good. But right. if you can be the most charismatic person in the world, but you don't know how to do the business administration because you haven't bent your mind towards it, that's also not a good thing. You, you, right. you end up hearing people say, he's a great person, but I don't like you know, the quality of this person's work or something like that. You you want yeah. both. You want both. And I think the, the, the age group that we're working with, 15 through 17, is a teachable age. Yes. And our world, I have no doubt that we're going to open back up. I don't know when, mm -hmm. but even now, companies are still hiring Yes, they are. You don't have to go into the office. They're letting you work virtually. So there's virtual business etiquette too. Yes. Here's a thing that I just found out, and this is just something for Dubai's daughter land, right? Mm -hmm. Women on Zoom calls. You have to have your camera on. Yes. Everybody's supposed to have the camera on. But, you know, you can have the picture up there of yourself or it's mm -hmm. better to have that anyway versus just your name, at least a picture. But for women, have your cameras on. They want to see you because they're thinking, I don't know what they're thinking, but I found this out and I'm just sharing it. So everything that we're saying on this podcast, someone is listening to it. And if you learn anything from any of the guests that we have on here, then we are doing a great job because we we need the parents to know, we need the adults to know what business etiquette is as well. Mm -hmm. right? Absolutely, yeah. And I think it's great because if you start out younger, uh, as they move through, you, you see it more and it becomes more ingrained. And it's not something you think about, it is something that you are. Exactly, you're living it, you're branding yourself, so. Yeah. Exactly. So, did you have any questions or comments for us as Dubai's daughter? 
for Dubai's daughter, I just encourage you to know who you are, know that you are valuable the way you are, and to really dig into that and see what you have to offer because you always have something to offer. And so that's that's just my encouragement for today. We thank you. Mm-hmm. My pleasure. Absolutely. So uh, please listen to us on Spotify. It's Dubai's Daughter on Spotify. Check out our website, DubaiesDaughter.org. We look forward to speaking with you all soon. If there's anyone out there who has the participants that we need, and this is again, 15 through 17 year old females, and you know they have, there's a need for this, you know that they will be great candidates for this program, please contact us. And it's info at DubaiesDaughter.org. Agpeny, we thank you so much for all of your great advice and we'll speak soon. Absolutely, it was my pleasure. I'm really glad you asked me on this.